Carol, we just ducked down the side of the Sustainable Living Festival. I've just run into you out of the blue, which is the beautiful thing about the Sustainable Living Festival. You were just on radio this morning. It was quite recently that was the anniversary, the 10-year anniversary of the Black Saturday fires. On Thursday, it was the anniversary. Tragic anniversary of the worst bushfires ever in Australia and the loss of life of 170 people. So just this morning, you, you had the chance to go on radio and, and talk about sort of the, the aftermath, you know, past the 10-year mark now, and also what's happened in the last 10 years and how we are seeing these trends accelerating or, you know, and what kind of the state of the fire risk in Australia is and also what that, what the compounding impact has been on people. Emotional impact of both the, for the victims of the Black Saturday fires and how they're, the process of recovery psychologically and then also the impact on all the rest of us at this time when not only are we remembering the Black Saturday anniversary, but we're also facing the reality of climate change impacts on so many people, the floods in Queensland, the bushfires out of season in Tathra, the bushfires in Victoria now, the horrific bushfires in Tasmania burning a thousand-year-old forest trees that are not equipped to re- to recover because they have, are not adapted to bushfire Um, and we're seeing the fish in the Murray Darling rivers dying so we've got impacts around us and also January being the hottest month ever on record so we've got all these signs of climate change occurring around us at the same time as the anniversary so it's a tremendously powerful time emotionally not only for those victims but for the others of us who are eventually joining the dots, finally joining the dots around climate change, that it's actually not an event in 2050, but it's actually happening now. And that has a huge emotional impact on people because they hear how long it's taken those poor victims to, or survivors to, to recover. And for some of them, it's been a 10-year process and it's still going on and their lives have changed forever. It's the sort of before... Um, bushfire time and then there's post bushfire time and if you read the stories of those people they find that their purpose in life has changed and and their focus in life has changed and and that's for some of them that's been it's you know they've got a good direction now but they've it's they've come through a horrific time and so we really have to face that that's what people in Australia are going to have to face that they're that climate change is going to change everything. So it seems like it's kind of this perfect storm moment with the very unfortunate but you know, real and tangible effects we're feeling of climate change right now, coupled with the 10-year anniversary of Black Saturday. How do you feel it's going in terms of that message connecting with climate change and getting out to the public? Do you feel like there is some positive momentum gaining in terms of public awareness? There certainly is. Um, I've been a climate activist for about 12 years and I've been part of the the development of the recognition that we're in a climate emergency, but it's been a very hard road to hoe and now suddenly people are just... You just say, will you sign the climate emergency petition or will you, you know, recognise that we're in a climate emergency and that we need to change everything and people do, yes, they get it. And I think it's because of the... Sadly, it's taken till now for many people to shift from seeing it as something, oh, yeah, we have to deal with it later, you know, in the future, rather that they're actually recognising we've got to do something now. I think the other impact has been the students 
taking time out of school and these young people actually getting on the streets and saying, hey, we, it's our future, we need it attended to. And that actually wakes people out of their apathy. And, and it's the young people talking to their families, of course, that actually gets the parents having to, to think about the issue. And it's people like Greta, who's from Sweden, who started all this, who was interviewed last night at the, at the festival. You know, just they're saying, well, we're going to keep doing this until we get what we, we need, which is actually a response from government that's commensurate with the scale of the problem. So it is, it's an encouraging time, but the time to act is so short. So it's not like we can just say, oh, well, you know, we care now. We have to actually get action to, to match the, the, the reality of the problem and look at the truth of the situation and the scale of change needed. And, and that is, psychologically, that actually helps people because if they know they're surrounded by others who are caring about the problem and wanting to address it, that really does lift people's spirits. And while it's for some people it, it sounds very frightening, one of the ways to deal with your fear is actually to engage in action and with other people who are caring in the same way as you. That's very, very um, stabilising emotionally. It, the trouble for some people is the ones who don't engage with others, just hear the, the, the bad news and then withdraw into, and try and shut down when they can't or haven't got people who are sort of feel like they do to, to, to talk with. They're the people who find this the most difficult. Just like the people in the bushfires, they those who recovered best are the ones who could join with others, who could talk about what they felt who could be listened to and respected. And that's the process of recovery from, from grief and loss. On the flip side of that, Carol, with talking about the, the group you founded, which is going strong, how, how long ago did you found Psychology for a Safe Climate? Oh, about 10 years now. Mm. So what you're saying there about how people who, who get engaged, who, who do start to take action, it, that is sort of commensurate with hope, that if you all you do is learn about these things, learn the facts, learn the truth of what is happening to the climate and its effects on natural world and us, but don't act. The action, when you start taking it, can be a, a bit of a panacea to despair and being overwhelmed. But the work that Psychology for Safe Climate has been doing has been a lot around activists, around helping them not become overwhelmed, even though these are the people that are taking action. So I, I agree with you completely that for people who haven't acted yet, starting to take action helps. But then how... What have you found in terms of helping people who are taking action but things have gotten a bit too heavy or overwhelming? What advice would you give to someone who, who is an activist or is active in the climate community who is starting to feel that it's all a bit much? Well, I think that they, they need to actually talk about what feels too much with their fellow activists. There needs to be a space created in groups for really for self-care um, and we're trying to encourage groups to give space for that because that is one of the things we offer is groups using art therapy means to help people express their feelings that where it has become too much and to actually recognise they could be on the brink of burnout 
and to think about what the signs are and to give them some resources to help think about the ways in which they can care for themselves more ably. And it taps into people know what they really need to do. It just we give them permission to talk about it and reflect on it and try to encourage them to really take care of themselves. I found it a really good app that names My Coping Plan. It gives people some cues to ask questions about what are the signs that they're not coping and what are the things they know to do to help themselves cope, who are the people they can call on to um, when they're... Just through the reminder, it's a really good... I thought it was a really good tool. Um, it sounds a bit like an emotional first aid kit. That's yeah, really clever. It is. It is. It's, and it's about preventing really disastrous outcomes and trying to help people realise, hey, they have got resources in themselves, they just need to give space and time to fill in the the questions on the app and then use it. It's always very, very useful. Well, thank you so much for that, Carol. It's really nice to get an update on kind of where Psychology for Safe Climate's at, especially at a time where we are seeing a lot more devastation happening sadly a lot more on the horizon and it's really good to be able to check in with you at this kind of momentous moment where people are starting to become more awakened to the issue thankfully but we do have a lot more people we do need to get alongside in our community welcome in and and check in with to make sure they are doing okay so we, we thank you so much for your time carol and we uh, look forward to having you on again soon okay, thanks mark the climactic collective, collective.